Hello, my name is John Weatherwax, and as we continue in the John series, I'll be reading and discussing John 4, 43 through 54. At the end of two days, Jesus went on to Galilee. He himself said that a prophet is not honored in his own hometown. Yet the Galileans welcomed him, for they had been in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration and had seen everything he did there. As he traveled through Galilee, he came to Cana, where he had to turn water into wine. There was a government official in nearby Capernaum whose son was very sick. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son who was about to die. Jesus asked, Will you never be believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? The official pleaded, Lord, please come now before my little boy dies. Then Jesus told him, Go back home. Your son will live. And the man believed what Jesus said and started home. While the man was on his way, some of his servants met him with the news that his son was alive and well. He asked them when the boy had begun to get better, and they replied, Yesterday afternoon at one o'clock, his fever suddenly disappeared. Then the father realized that that was the very time Jesus had told him, Your son will live. And he and his entire household believed in Jesus. This was the second miraculous sign Jesus did in Galilee after coming from Judea. There's several things I'd like to unpack here. First of which is the position of the man talking to Jesus. In verse 46, he is referred to as a government official. This means that he's got a societal position over Jesus. Keeping this in mind and believing that he knew this, he heard that Jesus was coming to a nearby town and his first action was that he went. And the second was that he begged, putting himself in a position beneath Jesus. This was confirmed the second time he addresses Jesus by referring to him, referring to him as Lord. Worth noting here is that he went and he begged Jesus to come to his hometown of Capernaum so Jesus could heal his son. The official could have sent someone to get Jesus, but no, he went instead. He went himself. In response to hearing the officials begging, Jesus, seeming frustrated, said to everyone around him, Will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? This is where I kind of imagine the official almost ignoring Jesus when he says this. Some may have heard this and walk away thinking that there's no hope, but he, he won't come and help me. The official is not shaken by this at all, though. In fact, he increases his plea. <clears throat> I can almost imagine the official grabbing Jesus by the shoulder saying, No, you don't understand. Don't lump me in with non-believers. I believe. I know you can heal my son. Here the passage actually goes on to say that he pleaded with Jesus, saying, Lord, please come now. We see Jesus respond by simply saying, go back home. Your son will live. Instead of getting frustrated because Jesus isn't listening to him, not moving, not coming with the official to heal his son, how does the official respond? We see him respond with obedience. He obeys Jesus. After Jesus tells him to go, it says the official believed what Jesus said and started home. What a show of belief, faith, and obedience here by the official. When he was on his way home, the official got word not only that his son was better, but was better the moment Jesus said, your son will live. 
It was from then on that the officials' entire household believed in Jesus. Here I can't help but to think that Jesus knew by healing the official's son that he would not only be granting the child life, but also bring the official's entire household into eternal life. When I read this passage, I put myself in the official's position, not as a person of power, but as a father. I wonder what Jesus, or excuse me, I wonder if Jesus' words would have been enough for me in this situation. Have you ever had a close family member who you care deeply for become ill? or in pain, and you feel so helpless knowing you can do nothing to relieve it? I have, and I know the parents listening have been in the same situation. Remember back when your child was sick, hurting, crying, in pain, and you can do nothing. In that moment, sometimes all you can do is take them to someone you think can heal them, a doctor, and hope that they can help. I feel for the official in this story because I've been in a similar situation, not because my child was going to die, but certainly in grave pain from injury where the outcome is somewhat unknown. The faith and belief in Jesus displayed here by the official not only in who he is, but belief in what he says is amazing. We see the belief in who he is when the official travels 15 to 20 miles just to see Jesus and have the experience and to talk to him and ask him to come to heal his son. Then we see the belief in what he says when the official simply leaves. After Jesus tells him to go, he believed Jesus. He believed Jesus had healed the son in that moment and he was obedient by simply leaving and going back home. Think about that a moment. What would you do in the same situation? Would you stay and continue begging? Or would you believe and have faith in what Jesus said in that moment, given those circumstances? This is where I'm going to leave it today, just just thinking about that, thinking about what would you do in those moments after traveling such a great distance, having such a close loved one in such pain, and in this case, that he thought was about to die. He went to Jesus, and after Jesus responded to him, Jesus simply said, go, your son will live. And just in those words, being in Jesus' presence, I imagine hearing that from Jesus himself the overwhelming faith and belief. Not only that, but being in Jesus' presence, I can only imagine, would be convincing in and of itself. So in that moment, thinking about somebody you love, would that have been enough? You want Jesus to come to your home. You want Jesus to be in person, to heal your son, to heal your loved one, to maybe touch him and lay hands on him and pray for him and heal him that way. But instead, 15 to, 15 to 20 miles away, Jesus simply says, go, your son will live. I don't know if that would have been enough for me in that moment. I believe faith can be kind of a continuum. Belief. And as we're on this belief journey, I think that as we grow in our faith and our belief, as we continue to walk with Christ as believers, I believe that our faith and our belief can grow. Where's your, where's your belief at today? What stage is it at? And would those words from Christ himself been enough for you? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come before you with a humbled heart. When I hear about the official's belief and his faith in Jesus, I wonder if my faith and belief would have been the same. I pray that it is. I pray, Lord, that if it's not, that it continues to grow. As I read, as I study, 
as I pray, as I seek you, Father, I pray that we all learn to love you more, believe you more, have faith. Have the faith that this official had with just hearing a few simple words from Christ, knowing and believing that his son was now safe. Father, we come before you asking for your, your help in growing our faith and growing our belief. We love you, Father, and we continue to pray that you will be with us as we continue to study John. Thank you, Father, for this time and opportunity, and I come before you now in the name of Jesus. Amen.